When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, everybody. This is Patrick Duffy, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcome back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. As always, happy to welcome back Emmy Award winning, Grammy Award winning, and Oscar nominated composer Charles Fox. It is a cliche to say that Charles and his vast contributions to popular music, popular film, and popular television are an integral part of the soundtrack of our lives, particularly those of us who came of age throughout the 70s and 80s, but in the case of Charles Fox, it is not a cliche. It really is true. Charles composed the theme songs and musical scores of some of the most iconic TV shows in the 1970s, including Happy Days, Love Boat, Laverne Shirley, Wonder Woman, the original theme to Monday Night Football, and the famous theme to Wide World of Sports, while he received the Grammy Award for Best Song for Killing Me Softly with his song, one of the most performed songs ever in music history. There's a new documentary out about the life and career of Charles Fox called Killing Me Softly with His Songs that recently premiered in Los Angeles. It is making the film festival circuit as we have this conversation with Charles. If all goes well, it will be released to the public later this year. We'll ask Charles about that and more in just a second. Charles Fox, welcome back to our program. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks for the lovely introduction. I'm delighted to be on your show. Tell us about the documentary. How did it come together? You know, I never dreamed that I would have a documentary of my life. It never even, never even occurred to me it was possible. What happened was, I'll go back just a bit. I started my career in music professionally, playing Latin music. Salsa, they call it now. And uh, when I was quite young, really 15 years old, I had my first band working in the Catskill Mountains in New York. And uh, I discovered uh, Latin music, and I fell in love with it immediately. And it remained with me my whole life. And in my early years, I played some Latin bands, like Ray Barreto, like Cesar Puente. And I wrote my earliest songs with Spanish lyrics when I didn't even speak Spanish. I just had a good feel for the music. <laughs> and I made some some records early on. I made three or four albums. And then I, my career got going in uh, movies and television and all that, as you just mentioned. And I've been busy in California for the last 50 years or so. Well, after 50 years, I decided I really want to play Latin music again. It was just that simple. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to play the piano in a Latin band. And uh, no one was calling me to do that. Who would have thought that's something I wanted to do? I decided to make my own record, a new record, and then I would go to some of the great Latin musicians who I'm still friendly with 
in New York and Puerto Rico and Los Angeles. As it happens, a good friend of mine who was uh, one of the leading composers in Cuba mentioned this to people in Cuba. And the next thing I know, I had a call from the Minister of Culture of Cuba asking me if I would come to Havana to do some concerts at the Opera House. Of course, I said yes immediately. And Danny uh, <laughs> uh, Gold is very good friends and a wonderful filmmaker. He has several films playing right now on uh, on HBO, including one called The Bronx USA, which I'm in at Paul Wins and I wrote a song for. Uh, when I told him that, he says, oh, I want to film that. I, w- I want to bring a crew to Cuba and film it. And that's how it started. It started him simply wanting to film this concert. And then it went on from there. That was actually about four years ago, just before the pandemic. And the pandemic slowed things obviously, for a couple of years. And uh, along the way, he said, you know, if I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm sure you can ask me this question to it, if I'm going to tell you a story, we really have to go back to Paris mm-hmm. and find France where you studied music with Nadia She was one of the great, perhaps the greatest composition teacher of the 20th century. So then he took a crew to Paris, and, and, um, and then the movie came as a result. The movie came as a result. The movie is called Killing Me Softly with His Songs. Charles Fox is the subject of Killing Me Softly with His Songs documentary that not only chronicles Charles's career, but really at its heart is a celebration of music itself, particularly live music and the power of live music to connect people and bridge cultures. The documentary features live performance by such luminaries as Jason Alexander, Bare Naked Ladies, A.J. Croce, Roberta Flack, Diane Warren, Paul Williams, Rita Williams, Henry Winkler, many, many more, all filmed in concert halls, jazz clubs, and home settings, and all performing the music of Charles Fox. For more information, Killing Me Softly with His Songs.com. You can see the trailer. Um, the movie is, as we mentioned, the movie is currently making the film festival circuit as we record this conversation with Charles, but if all goes well, it will be. Uh, released uh, to the public later in 2023 and needless to say when killing me softly with his songs is available to the public hopefully charles will will come back and and talk to us again about it let's see it is easy to focus just on your work in tv and movies charles but your life and music as you just touched on it spans so many other genres you mentioned in, in many ways your love of latin music is sort of like the start is one of the starts of your career. But France and Paris is also a, a vital part of your life in music. As a matter of fact, I understand you're you're about to travel back to Paris later this month. G- given the role that Madame Boulanger played in your career when you studied music, is, is going to Paris like going back to the homeland? Exactly right. You couldn't have said it any better. I'm actually, in, in a week from today, I'm leaving for... Uh... So when I was 18 years old, I graduated high school, and I spent the year out of after high school playing with bands around New York, Latin bands. And I can, and I was, you know, studying composition. I went to the High School of Music and Art, and, and I learned orchestration. At least I started to learn orchestration and composition. And I continued with both my orchestration composition privately after high school. Uh, a year later. I went to France. I, I had a, a piano teacher who lived in our building in the Bronx. 
And she said, hey, what are you doing with your life? I said, well, I'm playing in bands and I'm studying composition. She said, you know, there's an extraordinary teacher in France. His name is Nadia Boulanger. Aaron Copeland studied with her 40 years before me. Some of the, the great contemporary composers since the 20s traveled to France around, from around the world to study with this uh, woman who's considered the greatest composition teacher of the, of the 20th century. So I was able to get, uh, I was accepted to, um, there's a conservatory in the Palace of Fontainebleau, France. That's about, that's about 60 miles um, out of Paris. I went there just for the supper. Mademoiselle Boulanger, she was 72 years old when I was 18. And she could have been called, she would have been called Madame, as most um, women um, of a certain age, whether married or not. But for her, that was her mother. She was always Mademoiselle. And um, I studied with her for the summer. And really, from my first lesson with her, I knew my life would be spent in music. She was an extraordinary person. And her gift to me was the gift of life of music. Well, I, I spent the summer with her. And then she asked me to come into Paris to study with her. I ended up uh, for two years in Paris and back in Fontainebleau the next summer. In answer to your question, I'm leaving next week for Fontainebleau. School has just celebrated 100 years wow. uh, since the beginning. And actually, there was quite a nice celebration in New York on May 1st in a big concert. It brought Italian composers back. And I, I conducted one of my uh, works the orchestra from the alumni. I'm going next week because I, uh, they invited me to come back to speak to the students at the school. When you say paying it back, uh, I, I don't think I, 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 I have enough time to pay it back as much as I'd like. Really, truly, Nadia Boulanger gave me a life in music. But when they asked me to come back to the school, so um, I'm going back next week. I'll spend a few days uh, speaking to the students to let them know about my influences and they're going to perform some of my music. And actually, they're going to show the film there as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a good time. And uh, just a few-day trip, and i got to come back through New York. Well, we will definitely uh, wish you safe travels. Charles Fox is the subject of Killing Me Softly with his songs, a documentary that not only chronicles Charles's career, but really is at its heart a celebration of music itself, particularly the ability of live music to connect people and bridge cultures. For more news and information, uh, Killing Me Softly with his songs.com, Killing Me Softly with his songs.com. And if you love the music of Charles Fox and have not already done so, I urge you folks, pick up a copy of Charles' memoir, Killing Me Softly, My Life and Music, which not only backstories of all the great uh, theme songs and movie songs and pop songs such as Killing Me Softly, such as Ready to Take a Chance Again, such as I Got a Name. The backstory of all those great songs, plus it pays tribute to the music teacher who started it all for him, Nadia Boulanger. Killing Me Softly, My Life and Music. You can order that charlesfoxmusic.com as well as amazon.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item. Summertime is in full swing, and if you have dry skin... You know what happens when the weather gets warmer, more visible lines, and dullness. Fortunately, our friends at Ibu Beauty can help. Their Super Duo Serum 
and moisturizer is all you need this summer for the perfect glow. Check them out, ebubeauty.com. That's Y-I-B-U, beauty.com, or at ebubeauty on Instagram. Use customer code ebu 50 now at checkout and receive 50% off your first order. Hey, this is Marty Croft. You're listening to TV Confidential, and this is my favorite podcast. I don't know if you still do this, Charles, but the last time I spoke to you, you gave benefit concerts every year, particularly down here in Los Angeles, that benefited empowering youth through education. Do you still give those concerts, and how did you first become involved with that organization? Well, can I just back up one second? And sure. Buy something, and then I'll certainly answer that question. About the power of music and to, to cross boundaries and ethnic and cultural lines, I've had the good fortune of being able to conduct my music and perform my music in many countries in the world. I mean, as I said, I did concerts in Cuba, but I did concerts in in Poland and Germany and Youth Symphony Orchestra and Chorus uh, in Japan, Israel, Venezuela. So I I can tell you firsthand about the, the power of music to cross these boundaries and cultures. It's nothing that unites and unifies people's hearts. Music is, is more than just the, some of the notes that sound pleasant. Music reaches way down deep into people's expressions and to their hearts and to their memories. And I've, I've had that personal experience many times. Uh, I mean, even in Cuba, which is, you know, was not part of my life, but although when I went there, I learned enough Spanish to be able to speak to the audience mm-hmm. in Spanish and haltingly and badly, I'm sure, but I <laughs> in Spanish, which they appreciated. And um, someone there, the, the Minister of Culture's office, thanked me for bringing Cuban music back to the Cuban people. And what that means is, you know, music has kind of gone off in different directions, different places. I stopped playing Cuban Latin music really in the uh, late, in the mid-60s. Mm-hmm. My music kind of harkens back to a period that is no longer featured in, uh, in there, Cuba. And, and so I really somehow reached down and touched people who could relate to my music as though it's part of their past. I mean, what an amazing feeling that was for me. And, uh, but I've seen that, too, in, as I say, all these other countries. And uh, I really, truly am. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy I'm, I'm, I'm to be able to do that. I was asking you uh, how you first became involved with empowering youth through education and the live concert yes. series that you did. And I don't know I, I, I don't know whether you're still doing that, but I imagine you're still actively involved in supporting that organization. How'd you get involved with them? My wife and I got involved in an organization called the Fulfillment Fund. And they are um, an organization that helps youth young people in uh, high school and colleges, mostly in Los Angeles area, but, but other areas as well. And they empower youth through education. Mm-hmm. So my wife became a, a co-president of um, a part of the Fulfillment Fund, auxiliary um, uh, of the Fulfillment Fund. And she asked me one day if I would do uh, a little concert at someone's house and try to raise some money. So I did. I just, you know, at the piano, and I think I had a couple of musicians with me. Uh, I played some of my songs, told some of my stories, and that 
really raised quite a bit of money. So then the president, who was the founder of the organization, who's a trust me, since best way, Gary Gitnick, brilliant man, a brilliant doctor whose heart was filled with love for, for people. Um, he said, well, can you do this uh, next year again, maybe? I said, well, you know, I, I know a lot of songwriters. So it started, and we did 10 years' worth of concerts every year. Uh, I had really so many of the greatest songwriters ever, Backrack and David, Lee Stoller and Bill Withers, and, oh, God, uh, Sergio Mendez, and... Uh, uh, just many, many, many. We, we used to put on about four or five songwriters, each one doing uh, 20 and 10 and 15, 20 minutes of their songs, telling their stories, just like I did mine. Um, one year we featured David Crosby, and he came on with this whole band, and he told his stories and songs. And uh, Lamont Dozier came on one year, and we had singers and dancers singing all the great Motown songs that Lamont did. It was a joyful experience. And uh, I think it just kind of ran its course after 10 years. Uh, so we don't do that. But I've since done that in my high school in music and art, which is now LaGuardia School of the Arts mm -hmm. in New York, one of the great uh, schools of the art, maybe the greatest art school of the arts uh, in, the, in the country. And I did a, I won, um, one concert for them with uh, Paul Williams and Hal David and uh, Alan Menken and um, Alan Bergman. Marilyn, you know, we just had all the great. Um, Steve or Terrell thing, and I'm going to do another one for them. I spoke to them um, just a, a couple of weeks ago with the big uh, concert, the year-end concert of the school, and they performed one of my my symphonic works with their orchestra, and they asked me if I would do uh, that concert again. So I keep involved, you know, and I I'm always happy to do things to help young people, just as I got my help from many people along the way. And, and I always enjoy the opportunity to talk to you, Charles Fox. Charles Fox, the man who created many of the songs that are part of the music soundtrack of our lives, certainly many of the great theme songs that are part of the uh, television soundtrack of our lives, Happy Days, Laverne, Shirley, Love Boat, Love American Style. Charles Fox, also the subject of Killing Me Softly with his songs, a documentary that not only chronicles Charles's career, but is really at its heart a celebration of music itself, and particularly the ability of live music to connect people and bridge cultures. If all goes well, Killing Me Softly with his songs will be released to the public later in 2023. To keep an eye on that for more news and information, Killing Me Softly with his songs.com or Charles Fox music.com. Charles will be back on our next program for part two of our conversation, among other things. We'll ask him about his upcoming star ceremony on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Plus, he'll tell us the backstory of how he came to compose The Love Boat and some of his other iconic TV things. Plus, we'll ask him about working with such music legends as Jim Croce and a whole lot more. Charles Fox will join us on our next program. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, take a quick time out and we'll play more of our conversation with Greg Orr, writer-producer of Jack L. Warner, The Last Mogul. We come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast 
please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.